0: Hey there, Dr. Emily Kybert here with Muscle Medicine Podcast. All week, I've been sharing the three shifts you need to make in your workout as a woman living with Hashimoto's, and I've been doing it in a free live masterclass. Well, the last masterclass just ended yesterday, and I wanted to share it with you guys or anyone else who wasn't able to jump on the Zoom and spend that time with me for that hour. So I'm going to share with you guys on Muscle Medicine the three changes you absolutely must make to your workouts living with Hashimoto's, to finally lose that weight, to wake up without pain, to get your life back without those constant setbacks and confusion of what to do next. And I'm going to show you how to make that ultimate shift from struggling to get through a workout, feeling totally, utterly exhausted and uncertain of what to do next in your workout, to just showing you what a really simple exercise routine to boost your energy would look like. So who is this podcast for today? Maybe you are that woman with Hashimoto's who hits the gym, but continues to watch the number on the scale go up. Super frustrating, especially when just going to the gym and getting motivated to go to the gym is feels like a lot of effort, especially when we're exhausted with Hashimoto's. Maybe you're the woman who knows that working out is supposed to make you feel better, but you feel exhausted right after you work out. And maybe that exhaustion lasts a couple hours all the way through to a couple days. Maybe you're so exhausted after you work out, even getting out of your bed, for the next 3 days feels like a lot of effort. Maybe you're that woman that no matter how hard you work out, maybe you're hitting the gym 5 6 days a week, you're not getting the results you desire. You've tried your doctor's advice. The typical allopathic traditional doctor recommendation for Hashimoto's is to walk 20 minutes a day, to do yoga, to stretch, but you still feel tired and maybe and I was this woman, you feel defeated by your Hashimoto's diagnosis, but you don't know where to start to feel better, especially around your exercise routine. So if any of those resonated with you, know that I hear you, I see you, and I've been you. Maybe it's the number on the scale going up, feeling exhausted for days after you worked out, not getting the weight loss results you desire, trying your doctor's advice, but not not really getting anywhere and not knowing where to start in your workout with Hashimoto's. And I've been there 18 months postpartum after having my firstborn baby Elvis four years ago. I couldn't lose that stubborn baby weight, that extra 25 pounds, that new baby not sleeping fatigue was more than just new baby. It was 18 months later, new baby fatigue. My joints ached. I felt like I was barely getting by. My knees hurt. If you have Hashimoto's, go listen to the past uh, two episodes where I talk about knee pain as it relates to Hashimoto's. So I did a lot of work. I worked with a functional medicine doctor, Dr. Gabrielle Lyon. We uncovered some environmental factors. So heavy metal toxicity, parasites, mold toxicity, food sensitivities, and really cleaned all those up, identified some vitamin and mineral deficiencies, and was on probably, I don't know, five different supplement protocols. And over nine months, I started to get my energy back. The baby weights started to come off, luckily. The joints, specifically my shoulders and my knees, stopped hurting. And I felt like I wasn't just getting by, which I felt like, you know, in the kind of the darkest depths of my Hashimoto's, I was just getting by and just trying to get to the end of the day so that I could go to sleep. Except when I'd go to sleep, I'd feel tired, but wired. So if you have experienced any of those, especially after your workout, living with Hashimoto's, know that I hear you and I see you and I've been you. And through all that hard work, I've luckily... You know, there's about 20% of women that can put their Hashimoto's into remission. So I still have Hashimoto's, but I just don't have the sign and symptoms and the antibodies coming up on my blood work. So I am one of those 20%. And part of that process was dialing in my workout. And can you imagine what it would feel like if you had a clear plan for your workout? If afterwards you felt an abundance of energy. And you enjoyed that workout high. You know, people talk about the runner's high, the endorphin release. If you actually felt that instead of felt a wave of brain fog, even stronger after your workout. And most importantly, you felt pain-free. So today I'm going to share three shifts in your workout, the three shifts to make in your workout, living with Hashimoto's. And the idea is taking charge of your workouts means you are letting go of old exercise habits, I had a ton of them. I'm sure you do too. Those exercise habits would include chronic cardio, daily stretching, which I'll get into that. I might've just heard a couple gasps and overtraining and replacing it with one simple, powerful tool, strength training. And so these three shifts I shared in my masterclass this week, and I wanted to share with you. So the number one shift is letting go of that chronic cardio. And I think as women in our society, we are told, lose weight, you want to lose weight, do cardio. We've been programmed in, you want to lose weight, do cardio, put the running shoes on and go do some cardio. And especially after I had my baby, I was doing double soul cycle classes. I was doing 90 minutes of cardio. You know, that image of like laying in a puddle of sweat on the floor, that was me. (laughs) But I was actually gaining weight and I was feeling more burnt out. And cardio, especially beyond 40 to 60 minutes, can feel us, can leave us feeling worn down, can burn us out, and can actually lead to weight gain. And cardio might be something as simple as walking. Running, elliptical, maybe it's a stair climber. And so when we do too much of this, it's not giving us the results that we want, especially with an autoimmune inflammatory condition like Hashimoto's. Cardio can also be hard on the joints. So joint pain and muscle ache goes hand in hand with Hashimoto's, especially bilateral knee pain. So if you have bilateral knee pain, know that that goes hand in hand with Hashimoto's. Extremity pain, so pain not in the spine necessarily, but in the joints, like the shoulders, the knees, the hips, that also goes hand in hand with Hashimoto's. And then pain that moves around the body. So one day you wake up and you're like, my shoulder hurts. And then the next day you're like, oh, my knee's aching. And then the next day you're like, oh, my ankle. That kind of pain that moves around the body can also be a sign of an autoimmune condition. And when we do lots and lots of cardio, it can just be really hard on the joints when we are already predisposed to joint pain. So what do you do instead? You need to stimulate the muscle. There are thyroid receptors in every single cell in the body, especially the muscle tissue. And muscle, as we've heard, and I've said before, and I learned this from my dear friend, Dr. Gabrielle Lyon, the muscle is the largest endocrine organ in the body. And I wish so much that we could stimulate that muscle tissue through dancing, Zumba, running, stretching, bar, Pilates. But really the best way to stimulate the muscle tissue is to pick up heavy weight. I'm not talking about pink hand weights. I'm not talking about five pound, eight pound hand weights. I'm talking about a weight that is going to challenge you that by the last rep, you are fatiguing and you're starting to feel like, wow, this is a little hard. I'm I'm almost struggling lifting this weight. Especially being a woman, we have more type one muscle fibers. Type one muscle fibers are our slow twitch muscle fibers. As a woman with Hashimoto's, we even have more density of type one muscle fibers. And in an ideal world, we would have type 2A muscle fibers. Muscle fibers that help us move dynamically in the world are fast twitch muscle fibers. Sprinters, people who jump, they have a higher density of type 2. And the best way to stimulate that kind of muscle tissue and have a higher density of type 2 muscle fibers is through lifting heavy And through ballistic movements, and the ballistic movements in my just clinical practice don't feel the best on the body. The jumping, jump rope, sprinting—they just don't feel super great on the joints. So I default to lifting heavy as a way to stimulate the muscle tissue instead of cardio. And I know a lot of women are thinking, "Lift heavy, yo! I don't want to get bulky." M. And I promise you, you will not get bulky. We don't have enough testosterone as women to get bulky, and then also. If you have lifted in the past and gotten bulky or the appearance of bulky, it's probably because your nutrition is not dialed in. So just think of um, the muscle as our metabolic engine. It is what gives us energy. And as women with Hashimoto's, we have low muscle mass. It's just harder to keep the meat on the bones. Muscle is anti-inflammatory. Muscle is our metabolic Engine. It stokes our metabolism. Muscle helps regulate our blood sugar levels. And muscle is the organ of longevity. So studies show that the one factor in protecting us from aging and breaking our hips when we're older is. The amount of muscle tissue that we had on our body—it wasn't what we supplemented, what we ate, what country we were born in. The one factor that predisposed us to avoiding a fall and a hip break was muscle. And so, I think it's really important. Like, if we want to age gracefully, if we want to be robust and resilient. In our 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, we need to maintain our muscle. And one of the best ways to do that is through strength training. So the number one shift, let go of the chronic cardio, start strength training. The second shift I would say to make in your workout as a woman living with Hashimoto's would be to let go of the frequent stretching and yoga to relieve joint pain and tight muscles. And I know you're going to be like, what? Stretching? My doctor said to stretch and do yoga. And I'm going to tell you, coming from a 200-hour trained yoga instructor, yoga will make you feel good temporarily. Stretching makes you feel good temporarily. But sometimes a couple hours later, a couple days later, you feel like you were hit by a bus after you stretched, especially with an autoimmune condition. So stretching can exacerbate hypermobility. And hypermobility just in my clinical practice can go hand in hand with an autoimmune condition. It can cause joints to feel unstable. And then from that instability, there is a compression of soft tissue and then pain. So we'll see this in knees that hyperextend and go back behind the ankles. We'll see this in elbows that hyperextend in a down dog. You'll see it if you can touch your elbow to the soft part of your forearm, if you can bend your pinky back beyond 90 degrees. These are all signs of hypermobility that clinically I've seen in my practice that women with autoimmune conditions also has this hypermobility. So if we stretch hypermobile joints, the muscles that we are stretching are the one thing that is holding the joint together. And so if we stretch that muscle and the joint is already stretched, you know what happens? There's even more instability in the joint, which can lead to pain. So Oftentimes when we are overstretching certain muscles, let's say hamstrings, the backs of our legs, by doing a forward fold, it will create a release in that muscle, but then something else will get tight and try to stabilize for that lack of stability in the hamstrings. So Oftentimes, people who are hypermobile will be like, oh, I just need a massage, my upper traps are tight, my mid-back is tight, and those areas are tight because they're overworking for somewhere else that is not doing its job. So I, I like to compare it to like the bad group project. So let's say in a bad group project, I'm sure we've all experienced this in high school or college, we have those people that are like kind of lazy and not doing and participating to the project. And then we have those that are super type A and hard-charging and overworking and tearing their hair out on their project. So think of the lazy muscles as the ones that are underactive and the type A's as overactive. So if we only tell the type A's to stop working so hard, it's not going to work. There's going to be a rebound effect and they're just going to tighten back up and keep hard charging. But if we tell the lazy people like, hey, work a little bit harder, the type A hard chargers don't have to work so hard. So I always like to deal with the tight muscles and the areas where there's energy leaks and instability and that, that weakness that needs to get addressed, it's a longer process. It's way easier to just lay down and get a massage. It's way harder to create stability, but it will give you pain-free joints for life versus relief of the muscles and the joints for like 20 minutes. So let go of the chronic cardio, let go of the stretching and the yoga, with an autoimmune condition, especially Hashimoto's. And then the third shift I'd recommend making as a woman living with Hashimoto's is that working out harder is not better. Working out smarter is better with Hashimoto's because the struggle of fatigue, and I'm talking about extreme fatigue, brain fog, and joint pain is very real. And we want our exercise to make us feel better. We want that runner's high, that endorphin release that people talk about, or maybe one time we've experienced. And so we need the right dose of exercise with Hashimoto's. So I've noticed there's a spectrum of women that present with Hashimoto's. On one end of the spectrum is a woman that is very inflamed. They don't have their thyroid in check yet. And the doctor recommendation is to walk do yoga and stretch. And they're almost not doing enough, but they're so inflamed, even getting out of bed and going to the bathroom feels like a journey. So they do too little and they feel tired. The other end of the spectrum is a woman with Hashimoto's that feels, they still have the fatigue and the difficulty losing weight, but they are aggressively trying to lose weight. They are working out five, six days a week. They're actually over and with too much, we start to feel exhausted. So, with Hashimoto's, we need what I call the Goldilocks dose of exercise to feel good. And just from working on my own body and wanting to feel good, and then doing it for women in the clinic at Urban Wellness Clinic, the sweet spot for those women with autoimmune conditions was 20 to 25 minutes of strength training two to three times a week. So, for those of you that walked a couple miles and walking was their only thing that they did, 20 to 25 minutes of strength training might feel like a like a lot, which is okay. And for those of the, those women that overtrained, you know, 5-6 days a week, maybe without a clear goal, maybe it was just like going to different, you know, group fitness classes or boutique fitness classes or maybe it was like 5-6 days a week of CrossFit, dialing it back to 2 to 3 days a week. 20 to 25 minutes might feel like not enough, but but it started to shift their energy and their mood when they started to do less. Quality over quantity. There's this quote from Arthur Ashe, because I think I want to share this because I think a lot of women struggle with overwhelm around their diagnosis. Start where you are, use what you have, do what you can. I think that's just really important remembering we're all starting in different places. Your journey is not going to look like my journey. It's not going to look like another woman's journey. And oftentimes I see in these like Hashimoto's Facebook groups, women kind of dropping in their frustrations. But oftentimes I don't see the solutions. I think a lot of women are chiming in. They're not medical professionals about their own journey. And so their journey doesn't look like the woman that dropped in the comments journey. And I think it's important to work with a medical professional. And I think it's also important to work with what you have and do what you can based on where you're at in your journey. So the three recommendations were let go of the chronic cardio, let go of the yoga and the stretching, let go of the overtraining and replace it with strength training. And so right now, Up until, let's see, March 1st, 11.59 p.m., I have a program out called Thyroid Strong. Thyroid Strong is exactly what you need to be doing in your workouts as a woman living with Hashimoto's. For those women on the one end of the spectrum where they're not doing enough, it's going to bring them up to speed, give them more energy, start to help with the weight loss. On the other end of the spectrum, the women who are overtraining, I'm going to dial it back, but it's going to be very clear form, full body movements. There's no bicep curls and tricep dips. We're talking about full body functional movements, deadlifts, squats, pushups, rows, a clean, a press. By the end of the six weeks, you will be playing with kettlebell swings. And how would you feel if I could teach you how to work out with Hashimoto's so that you had more energy and you could start to lose that stubborn weight? Pretty awesome, right? So if you want more, if you feel defeated by your Hashimoto's diagnosis, you're like, I don't know where to start to feel better, especially around my exercise. You know, the biggest two struggles I hear with Hashimoto's is fatigue and weight loss. I see that you have two options. One option is you can just stay on your current path. You hope you wake up with more energy. You hope you lose weight. You don't really have a clear plan. You've heard different recommendations in different Facebook groups, but you can kind of just stay on the path of, you know, seeing day to day what happens. Or you can 100% commit to a clear workout plan using a proven roadmap, a roadmap that I've used on my own body, a roadmap that I've used with all the women with autoimmune conditions in my clinic and Urban Wellness Clinic in the heart of Manhattan for the past couple years. And you can do it with women online. Um, There's already 60 women signed up and doing it together. And Thyroid Strong is really the only workout program of its kind. I haven't seen anything else out there like it, especially... Created by someone with a rehab movement strength background, but it shows you exactly how to work out to get strong, to eliminate joint pain, to boost your energy with Hashimoto's. So, by the end of the program, you're going to have a clear six week workout program you can return to again and again, right? It's not just six weeks and then you fall off the bandwagon. You can do the workouts again and again. I still do them. You will learn the exact form, the cueing, the placement of your hands and your feet to deadlift, to squat, lunge, clean, press. Know exactly what to do when you're feeling any sort of aches or pains in the body. There are rehab videos of movement flows to get yourself out of pain. We I use this every day with every single patient in the clinic. And we see about 100 people a week. and It comes from Dynamic neuromuscular stabilization, DNS, which comes from the Prague school in the Czech Republic. And they basically looked at how babies moved, how we all learned our movement patterns the first two years of life, and then recreate those patterns into a movement flow. So there's videos in the course about that. At the end of the six weeks, you'll get a good sweat from your workout without burning out, which is super important because how many of us start our workout, three days later we're gung-ho and then we burn out and we can't get out of bed for three days. I've totally been there. You'll learn the foundations of how to lift weights so that you never injure yourself. I find a lot of women with Hashimoto's, there's a huge fear avoidance. We're so afraid to do something that we avoid it to the point we're not even using our muscles that much in our body. And we start to just sit on the couch and be very sedentary. And through the course, there's a really cool bonus I've done about 10 interviews with different functional medicine doctors and thyroid health experts who share the root causes of Hashimoto's and how to eat and supplement as a woman living with Hashimoto's to support your thyroid gland. The first week is just setting the foundation, moving out of pain. The second and the third week are learning beginner strength moves and really just learning and instilling the basics. Week four five is intermediate strength, learning how to push yourself without burning out. And then week six is more advanced strength. So we're doing more ballistic moves like a clean, a kettlebell swing. But just know everything that is set in the first five weeks of the foundation leads you to have success in week six. There's some really cool bonus material. So one of them that I mentioned was the videos with the functional medicine doctors. There's an ergonomic action plan. So a visual of how you should be setting up your desk when you're not working out. Because really the workout's only 20 to 25 minutes of your day, but what are you doing the rest of your day that could contribute to joint pain and muscle aches? So there's an ergonomic action plan of how to set your desk up for success. A couple moves to do every hour to feel better in your body. While sitting at your desk. And then also a video of moves that you can do at your desk, maybe like once every hour, once every two hours so that you're feeling better in your body. You're getting the blood flowing. The second bonus is a private members only Facebook group for six weeks of accountability Right, because how many of us have a hard time getting motivated to go work out, and then fall off the bandwagon after a week? So why not have a group of women who have the same condition as you, all have Hashimoto's, all doing the workout together, and then there's weekly Q and A lives with me. I feel like so much of our medical system is behind closed doors. Like you have to make an appointment, you have to get into the doctor's office to get the answers. It's kind of hard to find answers to help with Hashimoto's, especially around exercise in our day. It's kind of like I'm here, you're there. There's a there's a veil, a boundary, a barrier of entry to get to the doctor. So I think it's pretty cool to jump into Facebook and have weekly Q&A lives with me to ask your questions, share your struggles, really troubleshoot what you're having difficulty with. That last bonus, the functional medicine, oh, it's so good. Exclusive interviews with the top names in thyroid health to uncover root causes of Hashimoto's. So, all of that is around $1,500, but I'm gonna give it out. You can sign up for the course for $297. So, six weeks of workouts, it's a kettlebell based program. If you wanna enroll, you can enroll by midnight. March 1st, go to DrEmilyKyber.com forward slash yes. I'm going to tell you a really funny story right now. My maiden name is Kyberd. I actually was like, would it be easier to just have a URL, which is my married name, which is Stuart. But I don't look like an Emily Stewart. I'm like half Asian and brown haired. I'd have to be like blonde and blue eyed to be an Emily Stewart. So I kept my maiden name. So it's Dr. D-R-Emily Kybird, K-I-B as in boy, E-R-D as in David.com forward slash yes. If you want to join Thyroid Strong. There's PDFs on good form and bad form for every single move that you do in the program. And it's good form, bad form, visuals, not for the meathead that works out at the gym, is for you as women with Hashimoto's, who have sway back, who have ribs that flare, knees that hyperextend, elbows that overextend, chins that jut forward, and a tight mid back. So every PDF guide is exactly for you to address those issues that we have as women with Hashimoto's. So if you're interested in Thyroid Strong, join me. It is going to be so fun. Doors close March 1st. We all do it together March 2nd. DrEmilyKyberd.com forward slash yes. So EmilyKyberd.com forward slash yes. Some of the common objections I hear. What if I don't have access to weights? Well, that's going to be tricky. It's a weight-based program, but kettlebells are easy. They're versatile. You can travel with them. They're perfect. The bare minimum would be a 12 kilo and a 16 kilo bell. In an ideal world, you'd have two 12s, two 16s, and two 20s. If you only have hand weights, like dumbbells, that will probably get you through the first four weeks of the program. And then we'll give you time to invest in kettlebells because it's really hard to swing a dumbbell. Way easier to swing a kettlebell. What if I have a hard time getting motivated? Yeah, me too. That's why we're going to do it six weeks together, everyone in the group. And there's a Facebook group for accountability. What if I don't know the moves or how to do the form? I get this all the time. And that's exactly why every single video is me working out, cueing, sweating, getting breathy, and telling you exactly where to place your feet, how to breathe and brace, how to pick up the weight, and how to use your breath when you pick up the weight outside of that cueing in the 20 minute workout, there are separate videos of breakdowns of every single move. So how to deadlift, how to squat, how to lunge. So if you want more, you can watch that individual video that breaks it out even more. And there's a PDF that breaks it out with little lines and cues and heads too far forward, bring the chin back, things like that in PDFs. So If you want in and Thyroid Strong, I don't know when I'm going to do this program again because I've been putting a lot of energy to this, and I have a four-year-old, and I have a six-month-old, and I want to hang out with them. So come March 2nd, it's going to be like, let's go, (laughs) hurrah, with the women who signed up for Thyroid Strong, and then I'm not sure when I'll release it again. So if you want to join me, Dr. Emily Kybird, K-I-B is in boy, E-R-D is in david.com forward slash yes. Ladies, Muscle Medicine Podcast listeners, I hope to see you there. That's a wrap. I have two truths that I fully believe in. First, to be 1% better every single day. And second, all feedback is good feedback because it helps us grow why do I say this? If you're enjoying these conversations and you find this is adding value, send us some love by subscribing to Muscle Medicine Podcast on iTunes. And if you want to share your voice with the world and scream it from the rooftops and tell your friends, or you can just give us a little feedback so we can grow by rating and reviewing Muscle Medicine on iTunes. Thank you guys. So much gratitude. Dr. Emily Kuybert here.